0: Hello and welcome to Kaplan's NCLEX PrepCast, brought to you by KaplanNursing.com, which offers NCLEX prep options for the NCLEX RN and NCLEX PN examinations. In today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about the seven habits of NCLEX prep. We'll give you some tips for how you should be thinking about the NCLEX exam and some of the best ways to uh, construct your study habits as you are getting ready for test day. And on today's podcast episode, we have a fantastic nursing educator and NCLEX instructor who is Janice Lanham. She has been a nurse for over 25 years, has been teaching down at Clemson for the last 15 years, and has been an NCLEX instructor for Kaplan for the last five years. So is an incredibly uh, great source of information for us and this discussion. So I want to go ahead and welcome and introduce Janice. How are you today?
1: Hi, Matt. I'm fine. Thank you.
0: Of course. And I know that you are uh, right now uh, talking to us from Seattle. How's everything out there?
1: I love it here in Seattle. The weather is great. Typically, they have a lot of rainy weather. But these few days we've been here, the weather's been great. It's been in the low 80s. Nice breeze. just been a wonderful trip so far
0: uh, I love that and it's a uh, it's a great time of year and I'm glad that you didn't get too much rain out there because you're <laughs> right it, it is typically rainy out there um so I know I gave uh, the folks at home a little bit of introduction about you it just kind of gave that high level information but I'd love if you could tell the folks at home who are listening just a little bit more about your uh, your backstory and uh anything you want to share about your uh your nursing career
1: Well, I started um, working at the bedside as a OB nurse. I worked on a mom baby unit for a few years, straight out of school, and um, wanted something more challenging. So I started working as a critical care nurse in ICU and found my niche. That was my love, um, my passion, critical care nursing. So did that for a few years, started my first teaching job in an associate degree nursing program and worked there for five years then went back into the clinical practice setting as a critical care clinical nurse specialist. And I did that for 10 years. And while I was doing that, I started also kind of dabbling back in academia. I started a joint appointment with Clemson while I was a critical care clinical nurse specialist and realized that I enjoyed teaching. I really felt um, a pull or a desire to, get into academia and really mold and shape new nurses as they were coming out of school and uh, that joint appointment led to a full-time position with Clemson so I transitioned back into academia and I've been there ever since so I feel like my passion for nursing is teaching I love working with new nurses and seeing that light bulb moment come on when I've taught them something new or they've learned something new and I really enjoy working with millennial students and teaching them all that I think I can give them about nursing.
0: That's wonderful. And yeah, it sounds like you've had that rich background. And one of the questions I like to ask the first time guests on the podcast is your inspiration for becoming a nurse. So I'd love to ask you that same question. What first inspired you to join the the nursing field?
1: Well, Matt, my mom's sister, her name is Jenny May, she uh, is a nurse. And when I was growing up, we used to drop her off at work, pick her up, my grandfather and I. And I would get into her nursing books, read about the things that she was doing at work, see her in her white uniform and her nurse's cap. And it really kind of sparked my interest like, what does my aunt really do? So I went to the library and checked out every book I could about nurses and what they do. And I knew at that moment, I knew at a very early age, like late elementary, early middle school, that I wanted to be a nurse. And I just kind of set a trajectory to meet that goal. It was one that I always, something I always wanted to do. She was a role model for me. And uh, it just kind of took off from there.
0: That's great. I, I love that you were exposed to the nursing field from that young age and you grew up really kind of admiring your aunts, which is wonderful. And then to see you kind of grow into that field as well is awesome. Um, so let's, let's definitely talk about the topic at hand today, which is the okay. seven uh, habits of NCLEX prep. But I know some folks listening at home might say, I've heard the, the term seven habits before. So what, um, how did you gain inspiration for creating these seven habits? Because it does sound awfully familiar.
1: It is familiar. And it is based on Stephen Covey's seven habits. So mm-hmm. early in my career, back when I started teaching in an ADM program, I had an opportunity to attend a seven habits of highly effective people workshop conducted by the Covey group. And it revolutionized my life because here I had transitioned from bedside practice into academia and I had so much to do. And I felt like I couldn't get everything done that I needed to get done. And so I said, well, let me go to this workshop. It's a self-help workshop. I've, I've been to many, I've read many books so I kind of thought it would be, yeah, another nice kind of workshop to kind of put in my, put on my resume that I had attended that really helped me get organized. But when I got in that class, the principles that were introduced to me, I felt like were just phenomenal. I mean, It was more than just talking about how to develop a skill or a technique or a method. It was a very holistic approach to how to be more effective. And how to meet, and how to be more productive not just in the work environment but also in your personal and professional relationships. So it kind of spanned the gamut. It wasn't just about work and it really intrigued me and I, I like these seven habits that Covey introduced because they're more about principles than anything else and how you can integrate these principles in your life regardless. So I thought I'd take a twist, put a twist on it for NCLEX prep, because I think that some of these principles can be used. I think all of these principles can be used to help students be more effective as they get ready for getting ready for NCLEX.
0: That's amazing. It's incredible that as you're talking, I'm really inspired to even read that book because it's one of those books that I have always heard about and it's been on my reading list, but I've never gotten around to. In fact, my uh, my Dad has the book, and i 've it on the shelf, and i 've never picked it up, so I think now I need to to get back to, <laughs> to my dad 's and, and take that off the shelf and borrow it for a little while. Um, But let's definitely talk about your twist on those seven habits. So maybe we should start by just listing them out, what you see as being the seven habits of NCLEX prep, and then we can dive in one by one. So what are those uh, seven habits that you've developed for uh, nursing students preparing for the NCLEX exam?
1: Well, the seven habits are very similar to Covey's habits. And so the first habit is be proactive. The second habit is... Begin with the end in mind. The third habit, put first things first. The fourth habit, think, win, win. Habit five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Habit six, synergize. And the last habit, which I think is the most important of them all, if I could prioritize the habits, Sharpen
0: the saw. I like that imagery to sharpen the saw. So I definitely want to save that for last because it is number seven. And like you said, it is probably the most important. So let's start with the first one, which is to be proactive. How do you feel this is important for nursing students preparing for the NCLEX? And could you add some more context to how students can uh, be more proactive in their NCLEX prep?
1: Well, I'll talk a little bit about how this habit is uh, relevant for uh, overall for Covey's habits, and then I'll talk about how it relates to NCLEX. So this first habit, be proactive. Oftentimes we react to things that happen to us instead of planning ahead for how we will develop solutions to problems that we may encounter. So when I relate that to NCLEX prep, or getting ready for, or preparing for NCLEX success, being proactive is begin thinking about how you're gonna get ready for NCLEX early. Oftentimes when I'm working with students, they get very focused on nursing school and the things that will help them get that degree. And what I tell the students, especially for our institutional partners, what I tell the students is when you're taking those Kaplan integrated tests, you're getting ready for NCLEX. So I want you to always make sure you're thinking about your NCLEX prep and your NCLEX success because that's a part of it. And oftentimes students don't think about NCLEX until after they graduate and they sit through the review and then they start thinking about it. And so I want students to be proactive and start thinking about how they're going to get ready for NCLEX. Think about how they study, not necessarily what they study, but how they study and start thinking about those principles that help them effectively learn content at the beginning of the program instead of at the end. That's habit one, be proactive.
0: That's great. And that's great advice uh, for for students. It uh, makes sense. You want to start thinking about it early (laughs) uh, and not just wait until the last minute when it's, uh, when it's talking about it. So that's great. So uh, let's move on to the second one, which was to begin with the end in mind. So let's talk a little bit about that one.
1: Begin with the end in mind is goal oriented. So it talks about how we need to focus on goals. And so, in the Kaplan review when I'm teaching um, the review for students um, for the NCLEX review, um, we have a slide that has a blank and then it has comma RN. So we like to put that in front of the students so they can remember this is your goal no matter how tough it gets, no matter how hard it gets, if you're wearing down, if you're frustrated, if you're annoyed with going through all these questions during the review. I know sometimes students get very testy and they get very impatient and they're tired and we're going through all these questions during the review and I like for them to remember your goal keep your eye on the prize keep your eye on the prize and so make sure that you understand this is a means to an end so always try to keep that goal out in front of you maybe you need to put this on a sticker somewhere where you can see it every day or post it and put it on your On your wall or in your mirror or wherever you can see it every day so that you can remember why you're getting up at 5 a.m. to go to clinicals during your nursing program while you're sitting through this review going through this multitude of questions and getting ready for NCLEX and all that you have to do keep your eyes on the prize and focus on the goal which is to get that RN behind your name
0: I've heard that technique used before too, to to write down that like you said, your name and then RN after that and then put it up on, a, like on your mirror uh, in the bathroom or any place that you're going to see it, just to uh, keep yourself focused on that end goal. So that's uh, a fantastic strategy.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's hard for people to focus on that goal, especially when things are going on in their life that distract them. So it's really good sometimes to keep it in front. I, I think most people know their goal, but it's always good to kind of see it in front of you just on a daily basis, just to remind you of what your goal is.
0: Fantastic. All right, let's move into number three, which is to put first thing first. Let's talk about that one a little bit.
1: So putting first things first is about priorities and prioritizing everything that you have to do in order to get ready. So when we, at, at Kaplan, we have so many resources that students can use in order to get them ready for NCLEX. And so, This priority habit, this would like to refer to it, the priority habit, it's about prioritizing everything that you need to get done in order to get ready for NCLEX. So you have your NCLEX review. And then following the review, we encourage students to develop a schedule, an individualized study plan so that they know how many hours a day they need to focus on their study, how many questions they need to review per day, We have a formula that we use that we talk about during the review. If they know the date that they're going to take NCLEX, they can put that date into this formula and it will allow them to calculate how many questions they need to pretty much review each day in order to stay on track, in order to prepare um, to take the exam, let's say four to six weeks after graduation if they don't even have a a date that they want to take NCLEX, but they know that they want to commit six weeks to study. We also have a formula that will allow them to calculate, on average, how many questions they need to review per day. And then split those questions. This many I need to review in the morning, this many I need to review in the evening, throughout the week, maybe taking the weekends off. Coming up with that individualized plan so that you can prioritize how you need to effectively study in order to get it all in by the time that you um, are, are getting ready to sit for class.
0: Yeah. And we've talked about in other podcast episodes before the importance of uh, creating your uh, study schedule and, and sticking to it. Um, yeah. So it's, it's good to know where you're starting from and giving that, uh, giving yourself a plan to fully get ready for the exam. And like you said, using a calculator or whatever, Uh, mechanism or algorithm you need to figure out what you need to do first and uh, get to work on day-by-day building towards uh, the NCLEX exam. Um, So I know the next one is to think win-win and that's in my mind always a good thing, (laughs) but how how does that relate to NCLEX perhaps specifically?
1: Well, think when, when oftentimes students, um, I'm sure you've heard this term before, stinking thinking, you know, I've heard yeah. that term before, um, making sure that they have positive self-talk and that they don't think, well, what if I don't pass? Think when you pass, always keep your affirmations in the positive and think win when one of the things that I work with the most with students, I work on the most, it isn't content, Matt. It isn't Going through questions and remediating and reflecting, that I find students are the most challenged with. I think getting ready for NCLEX for students is more of a mind game or a mental game than anything because as they progress through the Kaplan resources and they're taking these tests or going through these questions, if they score low in certain areas, or say they take a test and they don't score where they feel comfortable that they should have scored in, they get down on themselves and they're like, oh my gosh, does this mean I'm gonna fail in class?" They go there really quick. Instead of using it as a resource, and I have to back them out of that a little bit, and I say, okay, this is a resource. This is a resource to identify an area that you may need to focus on more don't correlate it with the score that you may receive on NCLEX or how successful you may be on NCLEX because it isn't NCLEX. It's a tool to help you get ready. So you need to think, I want my students to think win-win, think positive. And just because they may not score as well as they would on a on a readiness test, on a diagnostic test, on some of the Q banks or Q trainers in their Kaplan resources, it doesn't correlate to how successful they're going to be on NCLEX. So talking them up, teaching them to be confident, to have positive self-talk, that's how I see habit four being used as far as think, win, win.
0: Yeah, I totally believe in this one as well. And I'm glad that you talked about it a bit because you're right that uh, it, it's it's part of the benefit of preparing. And, and the reason why you do you want to prepare for an exam like this is you want to make those mistakes when it doesn't count.
1: Yes. Because yes. that's
0: how you'll really... You, you know, you learn more from your mistakes than you do from uh, anything you answer correctly. So it's Absolutely. good to make those mistakes before the exam and uh, learn from them so that you'll be able to perform well and pass the NCLEX on that first attempt. Absolutely. So let's move to the next one. Uh, you talk about seeking first to understand uh, than to be understood. So how does that relate to NCLEX prep?
1: So seek first to understand then to be understood. From a Covey perspective, this is about active listening. And oftentimes we listen with the intent to respond without fully understanding what it is someone may be communicating to us. And I find this to be relevant during the NCLEX review when I'm working with students and they're taught about the decision tree. It's the first time they've been exposed to the decision tree. It's a different framework, a different clinical decision-making tool that we teach the students that they've not heard before. And it's a different way for them to approach how to answer questions on NCLEX. And oftentimes when something new is introduced, because they've been through nursing school and they've come up with their own system of how to uh, take tests and how to answer questions, oftentimes they're reluctant to fully sit there and take it all in and understand exactly what this decision tree is all about. And they'll come up to me during class, I don't know about the decision tree, I've already learned a way to take a test and it's been successful for me, but this is a different game here. This is a completely different style, different way of thinking that NCLEX is trying to get you to. So this decision tree is a new model. So I want to encourage students to kind of listen First, take it all in before you say no to it, before you shake your head and say, oh, I can't do this. I can't really listen. Seek first to understand what it is this clinical decision tool is trying to educate me on, how it's trying to show me how to use critical thinking skills and answer the questions on NCLEX using, using this tool and before I kind of naysay it.
0: Janice, I love this one, and not just because I totally agree with you from an NCLEX perspective, but also I I don't think I've even mentioned this on the podcast before, but I began with Kaplan as an SAT instructor, and Uh. there are a lot of strategies that we teach students, the high school students for the SAT, and uh, two of the big ones are picking numbers and back-solving for math, and it is one of those things that when you first teach it, there's this block where students are, just like you described today, they, they say, uh, well, I, I like doing it this way, this is the way I've always done it, this is the way I know, I, I'm not fully understanding what you're talking about with this... Uh, Back-solving strategy, and uh, I think I'm just going to stick to the way I know how to do it. Um, right. It takes a little bit of effort to get them to really work through it and, and try it when it doesn't count, right? Uh, absolutely, when, absolutely. When you do have the the wiggle room to practice something new, and you know, inevitably, the ones that do give it the effort three weeks later, four weeks later, come back and say, I don't know why I used to do it the other way. This is just <laughs> the <laughs> clearly the better way to solve these problems. Um, and, and yeah, I've seen the same thing with the decision tree. If you really take the time to understand it and uh, you know, understand why that method is in place and practice with it and give it the time it needs, then it really does end up uh, helping a lot on the NCLEX exam. So.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Totally understand that one and relate to it. Um, so let's let's move right along. I know the next one is just a single word that I've heard many times before, synergize. Uh, I know what that means, but (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how that relates to NCLEX prep. So I'd love to hear (laughs) your thoughts on that.
1: Well, Matt, uh, synergize, um, this, this particular habit looks at leveraging different perspectives to create a whole and understanding that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So when students, we at Kaplan have so many different resources that um, get students ready to pass NCLEX. They have the diagnostic test. They have the readiness test. They have Q trainers, Q banks. There's the NCLEX channel. There are Kaplan apps. There's the NCLEX expert. We talk about reflecting and remediating on all those test questions. We have so many resources for students. And so I encourage students to leverage all of those different resources to accomplish or to get to the whole, which is being successful in CLEGS. And oftentimes, students don't take advantage of all of the, of the different perspectives. They may do a few Q trainers, Q banks, maybe a test or two, diagnostic or readiness, but not really take in all the different perspectives and then leverage those perspectives in order to, for the, for the whole sum of its parts. And so I want to encourage students, listen, here at Kaplan we have a lot to offer you in order to be successful. Take advantage of all those different perspectives and then leverage them. Um, and I didn't even mention the content videos that we have and we have um, cat new new CAT exams that mimic or simulate the actual NCLEX. So. We have so many different resources out there. Take advantage of all those. Leverage them all to help you become successful. If you're in line at a grocery store and you're waiting for a fast food order, you know, flip open that Kaplan app and run through some question trainers and QBanks. If, if you come across a question and you don't understand why the answer is the answer, email the NCLEX expert and take advantage of all those resources that we have available to students.
0: Yeah, it's also great advice. I mean, it's good to take all those perspectives and and to use all of them and to use all the resources and do everything you can uh, to prepare for the exam in that way, so it makes a lot of sense. I dwell on this more, but I definitely want to move to that last piece because it's been intriguing me this whole time, which is the sharpened saw uh, seventh (laughs) habit. So uh, please tell us a little bit more about this one.
1: (laughs) This is my favorite. This is my favorite habit. And if I could prioritize the habits, this would probably be the one that I think is the most important. Um, And this one has to do with p PC balance. So I'm, I'm going to start out with the story that they shared in Covey and then I'm going to relate it to NCLEX success. So there was this farmer who uh, had, a, had a goose and he went out to the barn one day and ha, huh, this golden goose had laid a golden egg. This goose had laid a golden egg. So he, he started calling it his golden goose. And at first he was a little wary, like, what is this? But he had it appraised. And it actually was real gold, not fool's gold, Matt, real gold. And so every day this goose started laying a golden egg and the farmer became very rich. But he also became very impatient and he became very greedy. And so he decided, look, I think he thought to himself, if I just kind of cut open this goose, I may be able to just get all the golden eggs out at one time. And then I can be super rich. So that's what he did. He figured if he just cut the goose open, he'd be able to take out all the golden eggs and he'd be rich and a more rich than what he was. And so when he cut open the, the goose, of course there were no golden eggs inside of the goose. And this brings home the whole notion of production capacity. Because true effectiveness, the definition of true effectiveness comes boils down to two principles, basic principles, Matt. What is produced and what is doing the producing, which is the production capacity. So when we talk about building production capacity, students have to also be aware that they have to take time to make sure that they are in the best situation that they can be mentally, physically, and emotionally, and there's a balance between how much you study, how much you get ready for NCLEX, and how well you take care of yourself. So as we sum up all of these habits, in order to be effective with all of the habits, you have to to be effective, truly effective at this one, and that is sharpening the saw, which speaks to personal renewal, recharging your batteries, taking time off. When I advise students, when I talk to them about their individual study plan, I have them go hard in the paint mat Monday through Fridays. But on Saturdays and Sundays, take that time off to recharge, renew, refresh, enjoy yourself. Even during the week while they're studying, break for lunch every day. Make sure you're exercising. If you drink a lot of coffee or you consume a lot of caffeine, consider cutting down on that a little bit as you get ready for NCLEX because that may contribute to anxiety, caffeine may, or you know, there may be something that prevents you from being the best you that you can be because you have to think about that production capacity, the goose. You have to think about the goose. And so I think that this one is more about balance. And it's not about the more questions you review. It's not the more you produce, the more effective you are. You've got to think about balance. So I've had students sometimes say, well, I'm going to do 300 questions a day. You know, well, I mean, it just kind of depends, you know, do you have to do that many questions per day? Do you have the time? Once you calculate the hours, are you going to spend 12 hours a day reviewing questions? Do you want to, or should you spend 12 hours reviewing questions a day because you're trying to get it all in? So you have to take care of that production capacity, which is taking care of yourself.
0: Yeah, I love this one too. And how crazy is that farmer? (laughs) <laughs> first. Oh God, that,
1: that I know, right?
0: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think this one, I could see why this is the most important. You definitely want to maintain that balance. And we've talked about this in yes. many other podcast episodes too, uh, in terms of managing stress, managing anxiety, managing your NCLEX prep. It's all really important to keep that in mind. So I agree. It's uh, definitely important to to balance that all out, uh, so that's fantastic. Um, so I know we've we've gone through all seven at this point. Uh, so my my last question for you is: Where can students begin? Because we now know that there are these seven. They've maybe written them down. They have a mental note about each. But would you recommend starting with one over another? Would you just implement all seven at once? How's what's your recommendation for an approach to actually implementing these habits into students and CLEP prep?
1: Well, I think starting out with seven and making I sure you say the <laughs> highest production capacity first before you implement any of these habits. And, you know, I, I can't say that any of these habits are earth shattering. You know, I've listened to some of the other podcasts and the information that's discussed in those podcasts are very similar to the information I'm presenting today. The habits just kind of shape it in a way that maybe it can jog your memory a lot easier and kind of give you a very um, holistic perspective on how you can focus on developing good study habits for NCLEX success.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I had a feeling you'd, you'd say we should we should start there, and I uh, could see why that's an important thing to Absolutely, do. Absolutely, Matt, yes. That's fantastic. Um, oh, and in one more thing before actually i let you go is okay. I know that you do have a uh, Facebook page where you're also helping students to prepare for the NCLEX exam and uh, talking a little bit about, uh, you know, some of what we have to offer at Kaplan and then some other just interesting tidbits about uh, nursing and uh, the NCLEX and nursing school and all that information. So uh, where can students go to find you on Facebook?
1: Yes, please follow me on Facebook, Janice G. Lanham, and also on Twitter as well, where I will be following this podcast. I'll be posting the seven habits um, On my page, I'll do one a day and then um, have some discussion uh, surrounding those as well. So we'd love to get some feedback on how the students interpret these seven habits and how they can apply it to getting ready for Inklets.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, we'll make sure to have students follow you there. And um, we'll definitely have to have you back on the show again. This has all been really informative. So thanks for coming on and uh, talking about these seven habits with us.
1: Thanks for having me, Matt.
0: Absolutely. And for those of you who are listening at home, as always, if you are getting ready for the NCLEX exam, we encourage you to check out all the resources we have available to you. Whether you're looking for some free resources just to get started and learn a little bit more, or if you're ready to uh, really kick off your NCLEX prep with our QBank, Computer Adaptive Tests, Content and Practice Pack, or our full. Uh, Review courses, either live online in person or uh, on demand at your own pace. You can learn more about all those resources uh, at KaplanNursing.com. So be sure to uh, head on over there and to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Kaplan NCLEX Prep. And we have videos going up on YouTube at uh, Kaplan NCLEX Prep to help you prepare for the NCLEX as well. Um, And then, of course, be sure to uh, rate and subscribe to our podcast in uh on itunes or podbean or google play or any of your preferred uh podcast uh providers um as always i want to uh thank you so much for listening to our podcast and we look forward to seeing you again in a future prep cast